welcome to episode 10 of Chat Shit Get Well. Today I'm joined with Donna and Joe, hey. and we're going to be talking about... Joe's going to tell you what it is because I can't <laughs> say the words. Well, we're going to be talking about um, somatic informed trauma uh, coaching. Um, so just obviously I saw you guys doing the trauma um, podcast the other day. Yep. Well done. Thanks. First of all. Like, it's really tough, isn't it, to get on and talk about stuff like that. And I just, yeah. it's so important, I think, like with mental health as it is at the minute, to get on and just um, really be sort of like vulnerable and open mm. yeah. and just share your stories. Mm. Um, and I suppose I've had a bit of a long traumatic journey to where I've got to the point where over the last year I've just become qualified as a somatic trauma informed coach not necessarily actually in the process of actually using that but I did it for my own sort of like healing process yeah. where did just, you hear so where did you hear about that kind of therapy oh, it's like it's it's crazy so um long-winded story I met Nikki my current coach because mm-hmm. obviously I'm training to now prep for competition um in gains and i was in a really uh toxic abusive relationship at the time and the reason i went to nikki was because i actually was like you know what i need a goal i need to get my confidence back Mm. yeah get to the point where i know i shouldn't be with this person but for whatever reason i'm staying because i haven't got the confidence to leave yeah and i was like Mm. okay i need i need a goal i need something different so like pre-covid i'd do tough mudders i was boxing Mm. you name it i did it like exercise has always been my thing yeah um and i thought let's see what happens if i actually bother with nutrition because i've never bothered with nutrition yeah you've always loved the training part yeah yeah i've always had the training part and then always just ate whatever the hell i wanted yeah lucky Um, you you know but i was training like a beast yeah when i met nikki i was like running four times a week i was boxing i was doing hit i was doing weights i was just doing everything um, and so I went to Nikki, not really knowing what she actually does. And her approach is very much holistic. It's not just about nutrition. It's not just about losing weight. It's not just about the exercise. It's yeah. about the mindfulness. Mm. It's about actually getting to the root cause of what's um, stopping you from achieving your goals. And a lot of that is trauma, like unresolved um, childhood trauma. It can all sort of like stem from that. Yeah. Um, and it's just how that can get you into certain patterns. And it's a bit yeah. like, you know, when you're in a relationship, like I said, or you're, you're surrounding yourself with people that you know aren't right for you. And in your head you're going, this isn't right. But you make excuses for it. And you carry on. You yeah. carry on. Mm. And there's actually more to it than just, um, it's not that you're weak. It's actually like how your brain is functioned to keep you safe. Um, so I'll give you a little bit of uh, psych education, just a small bit. Like I'm not a massive expert, but this might just help you to understand it. So yes. if you imagine this is your brain, yeah. okay? So this front part is called the prefrontal cortex. Uh-huh. And that is what is um, when you're present, when you're logical, kind of like the executive mode, like you can go in and boss stuff. It's not over emotional, um, but it's also the part that craves emotional connection. And it's the part that differentiates us from other animals. So mammals do have the prefrontal cortex, but it's not as big mm-hmm. as ours. Um, and it's where like you crave like the emotional connection. Then in the middle, you've got the limbic system, which is the emotional part. Um, so that's where you feel the feelings. And then you've got the brainstem, which actually through your nervous system, through the vagal nerve, connects all the way down to your stomach. And that's where you have fight, flight, freeze. Yeah. So, and in terms of evolution, this part's been around about 500 million years. Middle part, 400. So it's very, very much um, developed when you're born. Yeah. Mm -hmm. You know, like, and if you imagine this is a surveillance system, your brain is constantly scanning. Am I safe? Am I safe? Am I safe? That's all it cares about. Yeah, how do I survive for me? How do I survive for the next generation? So you actually have about seven generations of trauma in your genetics when you're born. So like if you're oh, don't grandparents, it's all wide and it's a bit like, why am I afraid of a spider? 
I think that's my biggest fear. Spider in deep water. Yeah, well, it's yep. probably like coded in the genetics somewhere from your, from your oh, ancestors. Oh, I know why, yeah. But this front part that we have is only 200 million years old. And when you're born, it is not developed. Mm. Okay? So yeah. um, between like the ages of like naught to seven, um, you are solely reliant on your caregivers. Now, your caregivers could be good, bad, mm-hmm. indifferent, mm. the most amazing things in the world. But as the child, your caregiver will never be wrong at that age because you rely on them. The brain yeah. knows that it has to maintain that attachment. Yeah. So it will pick up on anything that's going on. So it could even be... So a trauma doesn't necessarily have to be something crazy out there like some of the stuff yeah, you guys yeah, are talking about yeah. is really big right yeah you know but yeah. it doesn't necessarily have to be that it's all about the perception of how that yeah that's your child yeah 100 it's, it's how you, the child perceives it in the sense that it doesn't have to be hugely traumatic to everyone else but it's traumatic yeah. to yourself yeah. yeah yeah so like for example you could have a parent that is doing the best they can but maybe they're depressed mm. and the child at that age will pick up on the depression and think well that's something i'm doing mm. yeah so somewhere along the line they then, at that point, think, okay, me being my authentic self doesn't work because my mum's sad or my yeah. dad's angry or I'm getting this, that or the other. So they start to develop, like, protector parts. Yeah. Okay. So it might be, like, people-pleasing. Yeah. Uh-huh. It might be being angry. Like, I was a really angry child. Like, yeah, and when you're an angry child, yeah, you're both. really misunderstood mm. as well. And then it's like, you're told off for being angry. Yeah. Mm. And actually some of the things that I was angry about were quite rightfully so, mm. you know, and we yeah. come from that era, don't we, where the adults are always right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Um, and if you become like that and you're like a people pleaser and you're empathetic, you can then also be like codependent. So I'm definitely yeah. like codependent, which is where you look for the outside validation to heal that core wound from your childhood. Mm. Yeah. And that's where then you can attract like the narcissist and abusive people. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah? <laughs> yeah. This is what I'm saying. Like, you guys try to fix them. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah. yeah. And so, and this is such a long winded way of saying how I got to answering the question. I'm sorry. No, it's not. Right. Right. It's good that you've explained you explain it. You explained it because some yeah. people like, won't have a clue. Yeah, it's, so? that, it's about getting, it's it's about getting educated, cold, right? I think. Yeah. Um, and I never knew any of this. Like, when I was younger, I was so interested in psychology. I wanted to be a criminal psychologist. Yeah. And I've always, like, looked at why do people do this? I've always yeah. been hyper-vigilant to people's emotions and empath- empathetic. Yeah. And it, it wasn't until, like, this last year when I did this course, which came about because of what I was doing with Nikki... Her one of her mentors is Caroline Strawson, who talks a lot about narcissistic abuse and recovering from because it. Nikki does like seminars, doesn't she? Where yeah. she brings groups of people yeah. together and she'll talk about different types of therapy and things yeah, like yeah. that. So, you've been to one of the seminars, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, and it wasn't until I did that that I realized that actually trauma is a it has a physicality to it as well. It mm. actually the body keeps score, oh, yeah, um, mm-hmm. and it's because we don't process our trauma as humans. We, like, suppress it. Yeah. We, like, shouldn't feel it. And even in society, culturally, you know, like, don't cry, don't this, you know, stiff up a little. Literally. 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 Like, do yeah. not. And if you were to look at, like, say, a polar bear in the wild. Love and it polar gets, bears. Gets, <laughs> no, they're so cute, cute ads, aren't they? Thank, thank you. You wouldn't want to come in front of one, like. No, I wouldn't. I would run. <laughs> <laughs> but, like, if they get... If, if say, they got into a fight-flight situation um, and they go into fight-flight, if you were to watch them afterwards, if they've escaped... Yeah. They physically disperse the trauma from their body. Yeah. So, like, you'd see them maybe, like, shaking a lot and everything like that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Mm. We don't close that loop. So that trauma, yeah. we get stuck in that trauma. So the trauma seems like it's still there, mm-hmm. even though it's from miles away. Yeah. yeah. Um, and I suppose like the somatic healing is about actually dispersing it physically from your body. It's about yeah. getting in touch with your authentic self, finding out um, who you are, what makes you tick, what those childhood wounds are and trying to yeah. like heal Connect them. Connect the dots. And the triggers, yeah. Yeah, and, and finding like the happiness from within, from within and knowing that, because a lot of the childhood wounds, everyone's the same. Like we're all humans. We're all by yeah. the connection. It's usually, I'm not good enough. I'm not Neglect. lovable. Yeah. 
um, along those sort of lines. Mm. And everyone is good enough just for being them. Yeah. Um, and it's it's about being able to like heal that part of you so that you can start putting up healthy boundaries. So that you can yeah, recognize- Yeah, healthy boundaries are so important. Yeah, yeah. so that you can recognize where things aren't right. And it's like that last relationship that I was in, absolutely, from a number of circumstances, absolutely broke me. But mm. I'm so grateful for it, because I yeah. needed it. Because it had you come back from it, yeah. I was literally bouncing from one toxic, abusive relationship to, to another. another. Mm. Like constantly. just caught in the cycle. <laughs> yeah, from like yeah. age of fifteen, from the age of fifteen to forty-three, yeah. and like don't get me wrong, some of them are really long relationships. Like I was with my boy's dad for like fourteen years. I've been married twice. It's like, yeah. but now yeah. I've been single like nearly a year. Yeah, and yeah. I would not change it for the world. Yeah, I bet. And so it must I'm be with... nice to feel that that happiness by yourself and that strength yeah. by yourself. One hundred percent. I think a lot of us do bounce from relationship to relationship because it's, it's scary to be sort yeah. sort of be by yourself. Mm-hmm. Or you end up like Donna, for instance, being locked out of relationships because yeah. Yeah. you don't want to have to go through yeah. that so traumatic cycle again and again. Like you yeah. sort of feel like every guy, you know, they're, they're all toxic, you they're know. Toxic, so she's yeah. sort of thinking, you know, every single time. You. It's like, yeah. And then I'm like, do I become a little bit like toxic, like masculinity? Do I take that yeah. on because yeah. I'm, I'm so used to it? Guilty like, of being very masculine yeah. in my relationship. I've had but to. Even though I was in abusive relationships, I was yeah. still very masculine. I earned my own money. Yeah, I clean, did everything con- in the house. I, like... It was my house, my yep. time. It was, you know, like, I didn't allow them to do anything. And I probably, in a lot of them, not mm. all of them, didn't even let them in emotionally anyway, but I'd yep. let them be abusive. And <laughs> it's just like, what the hell? Yeah, I know that feeling. Because sometimes I think, like, with my ex, he was very abusive. And it was so, it was easier for him to be abusive because I, I was expecting it. So I knew it would happen. Yeah. And you'd be abusive, you'd have a few more to drink, and then you'd fall asleep. Yeah. When he was trying to be nice and that, that's when it used to mess my head up because yeah. it, it's a game, isn't it? Because yeah. I know he's abusive. When he's abusive, I, I know what he's like. I can deal with it and just ignore it. Yeah. But it's the other side of it for me. I was yeah, like, it's mm. so hot. And that's what the, where the, like, the narcissist ones are the yeah. worst because a narcissist and a codependent are literally like magnets. Oh, yeah. The trauma bond. Yeah. <laughs> like, yeah so, it's like, so what happens is they love bomb and that love bombing, if you're codependent, is like... And a dr- yeah. it's like a drug and mm. it's actually yeah. more addictive than heroin yeah. because it causes the serotonin the oxytocin all mm-hmm. the love hormones yeah. they're soothing that core wound within yeah. you in that moment mm. but then what they do is they then devalue you in 100%. some way and then it's suddenly gone and then you're in fight flight and then yeah. you've got the stress hormones you've got the adrenaline you've got the cortisol and then just as you're about to like walk away they break from Again, with like a little Get bit of love back. and yeah. attention, but it's never the same as what it was at the beginning. No, never. And and it's it's this addictive cycle, and that's yeah. the trauma bond. And that's why I mean, I've always been a massive fighter. That's my thing. I will fight. Yeah, like, I always stood up to these arseholes. Do you know? What yeah. I mean? But I had to when I finished with the uh, covert narcissist that I was with. It was a serial cheat. It was horrendous. Like, I was living a life of paranoia. That's horrible, yeah, that was a horrible situation. He then stalked me for, like, three months. And I had to learn that, actually, I was addicted to that fight Mm, and having to not kick off and just do complete and utter no-contact silence. Silence, yeah. No matter what. It was actually really hard. And, like, actually Mm. learning that I've been caught in that fight yeah. Flight, freezing, and mm. hardly ever in this front part yeah, yeah, yeah. of being present. And you yeah. can be like in functional freeze as well. So you can be really successful and be like doing running your businesses, yeah. looking after your kids, but you're so disassociated to what's going on in your in your body and in your feelings that mm. you're actually not realizing you're in freeze. Yeah. And you have to go through yeah. the process of so it's like, um, they call it like a traffic light, it's a tolerance. Um, so it's like, if this is green, mm. and this is like amber, you're getting yeah. ready. Like, so you basically, you feel a feeling, before you even have felt that feeling, it's amazing what your brain's done within nanoseconds. It's like, worked out, it's gone like, where have I felt that before? Where has this come from before? Mm. And it's gone, oh, right, yeah, my programming from X, Y, Z means this. Mm-hmm. And that's where you get triggered. 
and then you suddenly flip your lid. Yeah. You're in your fight, flight zone. You can't make any sense. You're not going to get. You're not going to get any sense out of someone that's in that either. Like if you're with somebody that's, that's abusive in that. <laughs> <laughs> it's just yeah, literally. You, just you can't get the logic. To it. I'm like, I don't have the front bit. I don't think I've ever had the front part. I've always relied on the middle <laughs> on the back. Front yeah. Part. yeah, I've never yeah. had that front part of my brain. Like like in the present and stuff. I've always yeah. and then my trigger. I start shaking first. Yeah. Then I start shaking. That's the adrenaline. And then my brain goes actually. It's then I realise why I'm shaking. It's yeah. like an anxiety so thing like that I never the had. Somatic. Um, stuff like the doing the meditation things yeah. like um, the ice baths journaling like just sitting with your feelings and trying to switch off that front part that overthinks mm. and allowing like our brains are insane they can heal they can actually do they know what needs to be done to, to be healed you think if you cut your finger yeah, you know what to yeah. do. Yeah. It, you don't you don't worry about is it gonna heal it, but because we overthink, we're like, Oh, we've had yeah. an emotional trauma that you know, don't um but you have to go back through. So if you're in the red, you have to then so you know like sometimes if you feel numb, it's like the stages of grief or something, or in yeah. trauma, if you feel numb, you then get to the point where you feel angry. But if you then suppress that anger, yeah, you're not getting past that. Point yeah. and you're not getting back to green so you like have to process all of the emotions to get back yeah, yeah but it's difficult so, i mean sitting with your feelings is very difficult yeah. it's oh, very very, very important and a lot like distractions i've done it for years yeah. and yeah and then like well obviously in my in my personal experience be, tr- constantly being distracted led to having a yeah. complete mental breakdown yeah, because I, I didn't saying, deal with it yeah. um, and like I say it will find you unless if you don't yeah. find it first it will find you in some way it might present itself in abusive relationships for 20 yeah. years it might present itself yeah. in having a massive breakdown but it will present itself so at some point and in it's illness diff- it, physical illness yeah. physical that's the other thing Stress. we were talking about weren't we Cause having yeah. you know um the physical symptoms from because I'd recorded a podcast last week, and you know your mind can make you sick, but your mind can actually make you very well as yeah, well. Course, so yeah. Yeah. your mind can give you physical symptoms, and that's something people need yeah. to recognise. Yeah. Because sometimes that's a distractor part. Mm. So it's like um, you know you've got things like I've, I they say eighty percent of like chronic illnesses are down to unresolved trauma. Things like wow. IBS, yeah, um, fibromyalgia, MS. Um, yeah. But it's it's your brain trying to also protect you from what it thinks is the worst thing, yeah. which is that childhood trauma. trauma. It thinks yeah. that's the worst thing in the world. It thinks you're going to die from that. Yeah. And that's also why your brain, where you know, like when you keep going into relationship after relationship, you're like, I'm not going to do that again. I'm not going to do that again. Yeah. No, logically, why not? But your brain will look for the familiar because it knows you didn't die from it. So it will keep you in. It's like a comfort it, thing. Yeah, it will keep weirdly. you in uncomfortable, horrible situations. Yeah. But it knows you're not going to die from it. Whereas if yeah. me and you, for example, were to meet yeah. someone that was completely secure and safe tomorrow, we'd probably shit our pants. We'd literally be like, I don't like him. Yeah, I don't, I don't like him. him. I don't know what... I don't know. A hundred percent. Because your brain doesn't know... It's not used to people being nice to me. It's not used yeah. to it. And it doesn't know if you're going to die from it. And that's how ridiculous and it is. And then we see toxic fuckboys and we're like, oh my God, I love you. <laughs> <laughs> I'm, not, I'm not on that level No, anymore. no, I'm like, not, I yeah. Say, like, no. I feel like... I kind of like feel like I've healed quite a lot yeah, from that, yeah. but not fully. Um, I don't feel like I would attract a narcissist anymore because I think they'd know yeah. that... Like, this girl's not going to be t- you're me. Patient yeah. anymore, she's, yeah. She's yeah. got her head screwed on her shoulders. Yeah, she knows what she's doing. And I always have my head screwed on. This is a stupid thing. Yeah. I always did. But it's just the, the yeah, I mean, you and the can, emotions behind yeah, exactly. it. Exactly. You can look at something on paper and go, well, I know that's wrong, I know that's wrong, I know that's wrong. But when you actually... But it feels so good. Yeah. <laughs> your feeling's different from your rational mind to your Yeah, to your head and your heart are different. Mind. Exactly. Like, why are you not love-bombing me? Yeah. You're not, oh, why yeah, are you no. not love bombing? This is the thing, like, I've, I'm in a really... Because like, they're normal, that's why, but we <laughs> expect it. When I met my partner, I was so, I was shocked by how the relationship was going. Like, it was like, I expected so much more, like, arguing and so much more, like... Yeah. Where's like, the fight? You're on it. And, like, jealous behaviour. And I didn't yeah. understand why he wasn't jealous. Yeah. I understand why he wasn't questioning me. Yeah. And it made me insecure. Because yeah. yeah. I thought, why doesn't he love me? Yeah. He's, not, he's not asking me where I'm going. He's not asking me yeah. I'm speaking he's not to. You he's not part. asking yeah. who's liked my photo on Instagram and who that person... And no, yeah. you know, he's not telling me who this person is that's liked my photo. And he's... You know, the amount of stuff that I used to deal with. Yeah. Mm. And I'm like, why yeah. haven't Jealousy you asked me thing. those questions? Je- yeah. You don't love me, you know? And he's like, yeah, I do love you, but... 
I'm not, I'm, I, I I'm know normal. That I'm, you know, I'm normal. But then I'm like, well, he's liking your photo. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, because then you, you find yourself doing trying. it. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. And I've yeah. not written, now realised that my, my jealousy and the insecurities that I have is the abusive side yeah. of it and it shouldn't be that way but I've always learnt my whole life that that jealousy was a security yeah. thing yeah. my first ever boyfriend was like so possessive I used to literally walk down the street and he would go loopy effing and blinding calling me slug this that and the oh, other yeah. I've like, called that and I'd be like what are you talking about but you're looking at that guy I'm like what guy I don't even know who yeah. you're talking about no that's crazy and, isn't it but, and it was horrible and it was horrific but then when I got into the next relationship and it wasn't like that, like you, I then suddenly become this insecure, jealous person yeah. because you associate that with what, what that's that's the norm. That's meant to be normal. Yeah. Normal. yeah, yeah. And so, and it's the same with what you learn from like your parents and uh-huh. the people around you. You only know what you know, and that's the thing. Yeah, and it's and it's about also learning that, especially as like a codependent or someone that looks for external validation, is that everything that everyone else is doing. It's coming from their past, past their trauma, from their. Oh thing. yeah, 100%. it's not a reflection of you. And yeah. Once you start to learn that, I it, had to learn it, that. Yeah, it's not a reflection of you. It's yeah. a reflection of, of them. them. Yeah, yeah, it's yeah, what's yeah. going on in them. Um, yeah. And it's like you know, I do actually feel quite sorry for narcissists because they are actually the most wounded people, people yeah, and they will never yeah. be able to get help and heal because they will never be able to. They can never look inwards. They're yeah, always going to look out. Yeah, they yeah. will never see. I mean, mine went to therapy with me and all sorts, but it was just lip service. Oh, really? yeah. Absolute lip service. Yeah. They will play the game. They will n- manipulate. They sit there and cry and everything. Oh, yeah. Honestly. Oh, my gosh, my yeah. Ex did. yeah he wanted to commit this. suicide because he yeah. got caught having an affair. I mean, fuck off. Like, what yeah. the <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> this is the thing, though. You get, get manipulated so badly with this sort of stuff, you know, when people do these horrible things to you and then they'll use that sort of bait to be like, well, if you don't forgive me, I'll kill myself yeah. and stuff. Like, And then you're left with all this, like... And Guilt. then on the receiving end of that, you end up feeling worse and they're just walking around like nothing's yeah. happened. No, they, they've like, got yeah. away with it. And you're, and this when my friends go back into relationships that are on those yeah. terms, I say, you're the one that's got to deal with that trauma every day. He, he's, not, mm-hmm. he's not dealing with that. He's walking around yeah. doing what he wants. Yeah. You've got to remember every single day that he cheated on you and that you've had to forg- yeah. try to forgive him. Forgive, and, you, yeah. and physically, like on, yeah, like I say, I'm black and white, I can say I forgive you, but my emotions are never yeah. going to forgive yeah. you. But the thing is, they, and this is something like, I'm always like very empathetic and compassionate to people that do stay mm. because the reason they stay is because their brain thinks it's safer to stay and have that yeah. little bit of affection than it mm. is to leave and be to on, leave their own. on their own. Yeah, and yeah. in order for them to leave, they need to feel like it's safer to leave. Yeah. So, so what are your options? So what would you say, if someone was in that situation, what would you say would be the best route for them to find safety externally from their relationship? So I, mean, I've, I mean, obviously if they're in physical danger, they ideally need to be... Yeah. Speaking to the police. Like the yeah, refugees and stuff. Yeah, refugees but I mean, in terms of doing stuff for yourself, I think the best thing you can do is really start to look inward mm. and work on yourself and work on getting your confidence back. And things like, you know, just like little things, like even just from like when we start with Nick, it's like getting the right amount of water in a day. Yeah, yeah. it makes right such a difference. Yep. Yeah. Um, gratitude. Speaking to yourself how you would speak to a loved one. Yeah. Like our internal dialogue can be shocking. Mm. Like, you know, like, Donna. if you're, yeah, if you're looking in the, the mirror and going, oh my God, you fucking fat as fuck. A hundred percent of me. Well, for instance, like, me and Donna. You would not do that to... We might, but I, I would never do we, that to anyone else. Me and Donna had a photo shoot yesterday and we sat, I sent her one of the photos this morning and she was like, it started really good and it was like, oh, I love this photo. It looks really good. But this, <laughs> this, 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 this. Oh, I'm going to work on that because that needs to be better. And I was like, Donna, I was like, I, I, was like, I, I can really look in the mirror nice anytime. Yeah. You're Just beautiful. take it for what exactly. it is. Yeah. But you've got to know that for yourself. It doesn't matter how yeah, many exactly. times That's people it. say yeah. that to you. Um, I will never do it. I think it's a body dysmorphia. I always tell people I'm five at seven, but like a caravan, I'm a strong three. Like, and it's always one of them things. Like, it started off as it's a bit of a joke, but now it is. But, but yeah, I think... It. Retrain your brain. Do you yeah, know like what? Joe said I it's think... really important to think about how you would speak... Would you speak to your children like that? No. Would you my, speak oh, to your friends like bears, that? I love them so much. Do you know what? I think yeah. probably once See, upon a time... you should be talking to yourself. Do you know what? I think once upon a time, I probably looked in the mirror and thought, mate, I'm pretty fit. And my ex <laughs> probably said, why do you think you're pretty? Don't you actually think that you're pretty? Like, um, I 
I think it, if that's how yeah, it started, but yeah, that's and they think what well, you full of yourself, and that, and then it made me think, okay, well, maybe I'm not pretty. Then if I'm being told, like, why are you why are mm. you in the mirror thinking you're pretty because you're not? So I think I got told that I'm not pretty so many times, and now it's just embedded. Yeah, well, they say you've only got to hear something three times to believe it. Oh, 100 percent. My favourite number is all three. I'm going. Start practicing it. Like it's just yeah. you know, like you don't even have to believe it to begin with. Yeah, it's yeah. Like, it's like me with like I used to be literally. I come from quite a glass half empty family, and I don't. Like, they're lovely. Don't get me wrong. Yeah. But you know, like the brain is also wired to be on the negative side because it's got again look for problems to solve for yeah. the next generation. Yeah, but. I've worked really hard to like switch that to positive and I now found it's quite automatic like if something goes wrong I'm always looking on the positive side now mm. I'm a bit more like Pollyanna like you know that's <laughs> yeah. good though but it's a good way to be it takes time it's like it's just literally like say that they say like 21 days to change a habit maybe mm. 60 90 days to make sure that it actually stays there yeah so you know, like the gratitude stuff, it does work like yeah, 100% sitting down writing works. three things yeah. I used to sit there the first when I began it and go what the fuck have I got to be grateful <laughs> oh right okay the sun is shining I'm alive you know and I, I wouldn't yeah. even necessarily believe or feel what I was actually writing and now I'm like they're going 35 pages later yeah, yeah. <laughs> Well, that's it. As soon as you start recognising, like, those little, like, beautiful moments and those little things that are actually... We're surrounded by so many positive things. But when you've got that negative view and all you want to focus is on the the negative... negative, Well, not even that you want to focus on. You're just so used to being addicted to that negative view that that's all you see. So as soon as you start looking elsewhere, you recognise so Mm -hmm. much more. Yeah, 100%. And then you... Every, I think when everyone keeps looking externally for their happiness, like for material things or for other people to make them happy, that's never going to work. It's not going to work. No. Do you know what I think comes from within? You, you should never look for anyone to make you happy. Materialistic things. I'll put it down to this way: right? if I get a pair of trainers and I do like trainers, after about <laughs> a like week, trainers. I look at them and I think I don't even like you anymore. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? And I think to myself, that's what materialistic stuff is for me. I think there's a bit of doubt on it now. Like it made me happy for a week, and then I look at them and go. I was a scuff there. They'll go in the cupboard now. I don't like, and it's it just it's so like short, short-lived. Yeah, yeah. so short-lived. So why do you think like like oh, everyone used to always say to me, "Would you would you want to win the lottery?" I'm like, no, I think I'd be miserable. I would love it. Yeah, no, I think you'd have everything. because once you have everything, you've got nothing to aspire to, and mm. then you realise what happens when you get have everything materialistic, and then you realise you're still not happy. Oh, oh yeah, and then you've oh, got to keep up with all the Joneses, the new. Oh people. yeah, I don't give a fuck then, about their money. And then you've got people in your life that are just in your life because they want your money. Well, this is the thing. Yeah. I think people think money is going to solve all their problems, and it isn't. They because think I know a load be, of rich people, and they're miserable yeah. as anything. Yeah. Because it doesn't bring you happiness you have to be happy within yourself yeah. and live within your means because as soon as you start earning more money you start spending more oh yeah you spend what you've got and that's yeah, the thing. I know the richer, pe- the richer the people the more in debt they are most oh, of the yeah. time because they're yeah. trying to live up to this yeah. you know they're trying to live up to that different level of and, and the fact is if they're still not happy here they're never mm-hmm. going to be happy with all these yeah, things in their lives I really generally think that happiness is around your emotional connection yeah mm-hmm. definitely and who you surround yourself with yeah. So do you think that you can be happy all the time? No. You don't? No, no, I don't think you can be happy all the time. But I think you can... And, and that's okay. It's okay to be sad. This yeah. You should lean into your emotions. Mm. But I can sit that I've sat, sat there and had, like, days and days and days of being in, like, rock bottom, yeah. crying, feeling like shit. Yeah. But I still feel that hope and know that... I'm going to get through you're it. Gonna, you're just going to pass. That's, yeah. yeah, that's like kind of like the difference. Yeah. Um, mm. And I just, I just always think, I count my lucky stars that I had a, like, I just had a random teacher because I was really naughty at school. <laughs> surprise, surprise. Hate school. Um, yeah, I think I was probably quite like depressed, not even realising it, like yeah. at 15, tra- traumatised. And I got sent to like, you know, like the naughty teacher. And um, she just said to me, exercise. Exercise is the best thing for mental health. And I just think I'm so glad that I had that conversation. And exercise has definitely got me through my life. Mm. Um, And to the point that it probably was a very big protector part and an addiction. And I think now I've now realised there's more to it. 
Yeah, there's a and lot I've more. I've got the tools to yeah, like yeah. kind of like. Yeah. I think actually... exercise for me was the first part of my healing journey, yeah. and I'm like I'm still healing now. But yeah, me too. Like, you, Same. You, I think when people look and they go, "Oh, I want to heal," but they, oh, what do I need to do? An ice bath? Or I need to breathe breath work? I need meditation? I need to do exercise? I need to eat plant based? I need to? And then oh, I don't think I can do it. Well, actually, you just need to take that one. Choose that one step. Yeah. It might yeah. not be exercise. It might be you're going to get just up in the morning yeah, and do just... an ice bath. It might be that you're yeah. going to switch your diet up a little bit and make sure it's less processed. But as soon as you start doing that one step, the doors will start opening mm-hmm. to everything else. We're not all perfect. We're not ticking all the boxes yeah. every single day. But if you can start mm-hmm. one thing every day that's making you feel better, you're yeah. on a, you're on a great path. I mean, and all yeah. the stuff that I did yeah. in the course, like I had to actually go through all of it to be qualified in it. And it was, it was amazing. It was such an eye-opener. Like it was like going through, mapping your nervous system. Mm. So how do I feel when I'm in freeze? How do I feel when I'm in fight flight? Yeah. What does the world around me look like? What triggers me to get into that point? Mm. Um, what keeps me in that point and what helps me get out of that point? But how can I help myself get out of that point? How can others help myself? And what gets me into the green? And then, you know, like what protector parts come up? So am I like a perfectionist? Am I a procrastinator? So like, you know, like when you want to do something and you know you want to do it, but for some reason you're procrastinating. And you're like, why am I procrastinating? (laughs) And actually, it's like just sitting down with that part and going, why are you here? What are you trying to protect me from? And it might be, like, for example, um, oh, if I actually go and do this, I'm putting myself out there to be judged. Mm, Yeah. And and again, it linked back to that fear of not being good enough, maybe, if that's your um, childhood wound. So I say to you, when you were saying about not feeling pretty... yeah. It might link back Story to my life. <laughs> no, but it might link back to something in your childhood where you're not feeling lovable or good enough. But then maybe it's they've tapped into that. That abusive mm. person's tapped into that core wound and yeah. poked it. But it, can, it back up. You have to be kind to yourself because it's like there were times I had to stop, like and take a breath and process. Like, yeah. I was like, let me get through this course. Um, but you can only go as fast as your nervous system will allow yeah okay and it's ne- it's it's up and down up, up and, and down, down. Well, that's that roll meme. i shared that meme the other day didn't yeah. i and it was a little girl like screaming and it said something like i thought healing was going to be uh, meditations and, and crystals uh, crystals yeah. and it's like because it's, like, <laughs> like, it's literally like oh i'm okay no, I'm okay, I'm okay. Like, you've got to expect that you're gonna you have, have to have those ride bumps. it as well like, roll with it yeah and do you know what i just sprung to mind you know like we've all had kids right yes so giving birth yeah you're probably in your most natural state aren't you in terms mm. of like the stuff no that comes out your given. mouth. No I mean, fucks given. Yeah, I mean, I have no filter anyway. <laughs> yeah. But like, you could be mooing like a cow or whatever. Oh, oh yeah, no. I did moo. And, Move and along. Like, you know, well, that's the sort of thing, like, to heal that trauma, you need to just get in, tap into that, like, yeah. primal bit and just, like, at the right side of the brain and just allow it to do whatever, you know, cry, shake, scream, scream, like... Yeah. You know, I've had some times where I've been in my car, like, literally screaming and crying yeah, same. on my way home. And I would never have done that as a child. I would never cry. I never cried until I had my child, I don't think. Yeah. And then I used to cry at the telly. Yeah, I'd never yeah, cry yeah. for me. I'd cry for other people. Yeah, I cried in the car. Why is music? Yeah, because I really enjoy music. I could put, but it could be TV, film. It could be something when people send me on Instagram. And I'm like, why do you send me these emotional videos? <laughs> but they always, it's the music that makes me cry. Like, my, I can tap into music. Like, my soul is yeah, like music. Yeah, yeah. Where it can make me happy, sad, yeah, angry. Yeah, Depending on what I put on, it can yeah. affect my whole mood. Yeah, but do you yeah. actually cry for yourself? And this is what I'm saying. It's like, mm. I now when I start getting all, like, super empathetic and tapping into other people's, like, yeah. trauma in my head, I'm like, okay, what's that telling me from my younger childhood? Is that something that I missed Mm. Like, am I relating to it and yeah. feeling sorry for them? And should I be actually working on myself for that bit and giving myself that empathy? Because it can be a distractor part, can't it? Like mm. getting involved in other people's, you know, like oh, going yeah, around massively. helping other people but not help myself. Massively. Yeah, yeah. I think I've done that for a hell of a long time. Yeah. <laughs> Trying to help people other people and didn't help myself. Self, I was yeah. like, ah! <laughs> and you can still be that person where you help other people. Like, yeah. I, I want to help other people. And like, the main reason that I've done all of this is I do not want my boy growing up in a world where there's a, a pandemic of mental health and oh, toxic no. relationships Don't, he's got seen enough boys. Yeah. you know what I mean he's seen enough yeah same I uh, mean his lifetime already and it's like I want him to know that it's okay to be his authentic self yeah and mm. that 
I love him regardless. Like, and I think that's all that children need to know. So being authentic is basically, I would put down being authentic. So I'm trying to write a seminar at the moment, which is basically Zero Fucks. <laughs> I um, love it. Which is basically no a seminar about just owning yourself and being like, yeah, I'm not perfect, but yeah. you know yeah. what? I don't no give a fuck. Perfect. And if yeah. you're going to judge me, that's your problem because yeah. I'm happy with myself. Yeah. So it's basically a, to- a seminar about tools that you can use to get into that frame of mind and how to work on yourself. Um, yeah. Because yeah, I literally, I think when I stopped, I've spent my whole life pretending to be yeah. someone I'm not. Yes. And that Masking. doesn't make you happy. It makes you ill. It makes you yeah. sick. Yeah, it, it makes, makes you sick. sick. Like you said earlier about the IBS, yeah. it can make you... I've had yeah. IBS my whole life yeah. since I was 14. Yeah. I was actually not in school because I couldn't go to school because yeah. I was that sick from stress yeah. that I basically had to stay at home because I was... Yeah, it was just my stomach was in pieces. So I was on medication for years and it's only since I found exercise and don't get me wrong yes my diet's changed and stuff like that but you know it's the stress factor yeah. mm. because now if I do get stressed if I've particularly gone through a bad time my IBS might come back but yeah. most of the IBS issue is because of my stress levels stress is, yeah. yeah 100% um, so yeah it can make you like physically sick obviously mm-hmm. you know the depression the anxiety yeah. and the IBS and skin infections, yeah. like well, no infections like eczema, like, yeah. 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 acne, yeah. your hair can There's fall so out. Many things. Yeah. There's so many things, and that's why, like they say, like women are potentially more prone to cancers because they're more tend mm, to be more the people yeah. pleasers. Yeah, um, I think there was a book that yeah. uh, Roy, the guy, I interviewed, yes, uh, last time, and it was like the seven. I, I, I tagged it in the last podcast, yeah. but it was ba- basically about the stress and how it affects the genetics. Yeah. And it's actually scientifically, yeah. you know, the data is there to show you that your thoughts and how you feel and how you perceive yeah. things changes your DNA. Yeah. yeah. So, it, yeah, and that, and they talk about in the book the cancer cells yeah. and stuff and how that... And even, like, in when your child's in the room, especially, like, if it's a girl, there's, like, three generations of DNA in there. Because the ovaries are, like developed your ovaries are developed in the womb wow. before you come out all the over uh, all the ovaries that you'll ever have in your lifetime That's are developed crazy. when you're in the womb so you've got like your grandma your your mum really and no, it, i never knew that it's mental man i've got a house full of boys i've wondered what people no, talked about the when they talked about well. ancestral because oh, yeah. a lot of people i'll yeah. be honest i didn't know anything about it. people will That's say true. to me about doing like um and they'll say, oh, this is from your ancestors. I talk about spiritual stuff. Mm. Oh, you know, and I've always thought, I, don't, I actually don't know what you're talking about. It's but just, that makes sense now because yeah, there's genetic. science behind what they're saying. Yeah. If you, yeah. you're carrying that yeah. already in you, then yeah. that makes more sense. Because a lot of the stuff... in the brains, uh, you know, you've got seven generations of trauma. Trauma, yeah. So a lot yeah. of trauma. My family have a lot of fucking trauma. No wonder oh, we're all screwed. Yeah, but <laughs> I think that's why it's getting worse accessory. and worse. And I think that's why there's more like for me. So, for example, like I relate to you guys saying about the ADHD. I yeah. definitely present as ADHD. Mm. I've not been diagnosed, but yeah. I definitely present. If I do like a questionnaire thing, it's like you're severe. ADHD. <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah. Oh, but I hate I'm these questionnaires. ADHD, or am I severely traumatized? Yeah. yeah. Like the trauma PTSD presents in the same way as ADHD, and it's no coincidence that there's more and more kids with ADHD. And I think it's actually that we're not resolving our trauma properly and we're not I educated that as well yeah. you go to the doctors they're likely to give you a pill and mm-hmm. antidepressants I'll yeah. get doctors all the time for whatever, whatever. I can have a yeah. broke leg and give me antidepressants oh, well, I'm <laughs> telling you when I went with perimenopause antidepressants yeah, I'm like, antidepressants. No, I don't need antidepressants. an antidepressant I'm only suicidal for two days in a month yeah. definitely yeah, I'm not like, I don't, I'm oh is that what, is that, that must be what I'm going through then because I yeah. swear every bloody month I'm due on I feel like the worst, the worst mm-hmm. feeling of literally, I just want to. I'll, I'll be driving yeah. my car yeah. and I'll be like, I just want to drive this car into a wall. Like, yeah. I'm like, yeah. I'm it's just horrible. so stressed. Like, with, well, with my perimenopause, because it can go on for like 10 to 15 years. Like, so yay! You, get, you know, like, <laughs> fuck my life. Do you know what I mean? I found like, I'd have like the first week of the month, I'd be like my happy, normal yeah. self. Then mm. around the time I ovulate, it was like a switch went off and it's like, no fucker come near me. Yeah. I'm like aggy as fuck. Yes, mid-month. No, yeah, yeah. no yeah. patience. And then like gradually, as I got nearer my period, I'd have like two, three days before where I'd like, I literally want to die. But I'd literally have to have conversations in my head going... So you know, this is just. just you go. It's just, it's just yeah, a final, it. It's just. You're a thing. trying to like speak to yourself from a different like and then another, I'd, other person. I used to call it my conscience. And then I'd like, my two people and then in then your shoulder. I'd, like bleed and just go. 
Oh, I love that. Yeah, you yeah. Know, literally go to the toilet, you see it on the paper, the tissue paper, and you go, Thank oh, fuck. Fuck, I wasn't losing my mind. It's yeah. just my hormones. At least yeah. I feel... And then I have the best five days when I'm on. I'm like... Yeah. I love Isn't that annoying? When you're yeah. on, you have the best five days. Yeah. See, mine, because I'm angry or I'm sad, like I just cry. Then I come on and I think, oh, I knew I went a little bit. Yeah. <laughs> but I cry like the stupidest of things. You do get that anyway, like with period cycle but I think mm, with yeah. perimenopause it's probably yeah. heightened yeah no that I've noticed that probably in the last two years I've noticed that I've got a heightened like mm. heightened anxiety a couple of Definitely. days before yeah, anxiety well and, yeah. and I feel like really I said, angry I was like um, always a fight so like if I'm afraid of something I'm going to do it mm. um the only thing that I get anxious over is driving. But when I started hitting perimental, I started to get really anxious, like even about yeah. leaving the house and stuff. And I'm like, well, this is I get me. that. Wow. I sometimes yeah. don't. Yeah. I, my kids can go to their dad's. Like, they only go twice a month. But that weekend, I can sit in my house on my own all weekend and not go mm. anywhere and not go anywhere. And then sometimes the Sunday, I'm like, I want to punch myself in the face because I'm like, <laughs> I could have, I could have done something on the Saturday and mm. I can stay in my house all day by myself. I make excuses not to hang out with anyone. Yeah. And really, I'm literally on my own doing nothing. That's mad, isn't it? That's crazy. How your head yeah. can just affect yeah. you like that Because I want to go out. Don't yeah. I feel like we need to work on your self-love. Yeah. <laughs> Do you know what I know? I feel like I was born with a sign like that said, bitch, you're fucked. We need to hang out and work on self-love. Yeah, and that's why I'm doing a DNA, ancestral DNA thing, you know, because it goes, obviously, me, my mum, my nan and my auntie are twins, and then they were adopted. So we have no family background. Yeah. So when you're people trying to me, dig into your family, yeah. and I think, Joe, you know, I just want to know because a lot of people in my family are on the spectrum. Like a lot, like ninety nine percent of my family. Are on the spectrum. And I'm like, <laughs> anyone that's not on the spectrum. If you don't see me cool next guy. year, I always say every fifty one are taking me in my family. <laughs> <laughs> I'm telling you. So yeah, I'm going through that at the minute. So we'll see what happens with that one. But yeah, we do need to. I think you're, uh, you're having your levels tested as well, aren't you? Because your estrogen's quite low, isn't it? Yeah. At the moment. So yeah. so, so that's, 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 that's another, so it another, might, that's it another might excuse. Be yeah. But that's honestly, what they recommend think, getting. The, I recommend getting HRT. Fuck the manic, uh, the, mm. the, man, uh, that, the, the HRT, depression tablets. Yeah, they've said to, they've that to me, HRT, they, they yeah. give my hormones and that are I've really, not, I've, really I've low. I've had mine yeah. tests. I don't, yeah. I've done all my blood work myself anyway, and I, I was fine like two years ago. Um, but but you know what, with the blood work, this is what they don't tell you, and I didn't realise until I saw like the Davina McCall uh, documentary, is that when you're perimenopausal, it's like potluck when you go to get the bloods as yeah. to whether or not they come ah, back depends, because yes. you're up and down so I didn't I of went course, and got my bloods yeah. done because I was presenting like perimenopause and they're like yep. oh, you're fine um, so then I left it another year two years and then it got worse and then I found saw the like documentary and then I spoke mm-hmm. to somebody and they were like definitely go and speak to your doctor and this is what you need to know unfortunately I spoke to this doctor this random doctor and they were just really like understanding but the first thing they said to me was we can put you on antidepressants and I went no, no, you don't need them. No. I don't need antidepressants because, like I said, I'm only suicidal one day a month. Yeah, it's not like So a it's not, not all the time. I said, yeah. I need to HRT. And the other reason you need it is because estrogen is literally does everything for you in your body. Mm. If yeah. you look at a brain scan before and after menopause, if you don't have the estrogen, your brain literally, like, shrinks. Yeah. The memory and, and it's linked to, like, Alzheimer's and all sorts of things. I mean, I love that there's so much more awareness about this uh, perimenopause. That's what they thought I was going through recently. It's it's great because even the Davina McCall, the fact that she's spoken out about it has brought so much awareness because for years we've always just thought that older, you know, late 30s, 40s women were just... Just dicks. Mental, you know, we've always just, just thought, a bunch of dicks. Oh, you know, there's another Karen sort of thing. I remember one of my neighbours was going, Literally. One of my neighbours, we were like really, really good friends and that. And then one day she just started switching. Like we yeah. we fell out. She was cut, she was knocking on my door, shouting at me, going, like aggressive, and I'm like, like, What if, I'm thinking, you absolute nutcase. Like, don't talk to problem, me. Yeah. Like, I, and do you know what? It was she she was perimenopausal so she yeah. had to go on the HRT and within a couple of months she's back to herself but yeah, that could have gone undiagnosed for another like, 10 yeah. years for her to not know that that's what she was yeah. going through yeah. she could have just thought oh well I must be just going like losing the plot yeah. Yeah. it was just literally the hormone just yeah. crazy yeah. It's, it's mental what it's caused you mm. yeah. and that's why you've got to think about when going back to like the narcissistic abuse yeah. and the trauma bonding they're activating your hormones, like they're activating mm. yeah. the love bombing, the Is serotonin. Is that what trauma oxygen. bonding means then? Because I thought trauma bonding meant when you could sit down and talk about both your traumas. No, like no, no, when, you, when yeah. you bond with no. each other over it. You no, can. You mean, I mean, you can use it like you can. can. That's bonding, what I thought we were talking We, we, tra- we trauma <laughs> bond over certain things. But, but um, a trauma bond is when you can't, you, you, you're addicted to that abuse cycle, you can't. 
Right. Because they've basically tapped into when they've loved bombed you, they've tapped into your childhood wounds, and mm. and then when they devalue you, they're also kind of tapping into that because they're making you feel like what you thought when you were a child or how you feel mm. is actually true. You're not good enough. Like right. you're not pretty enough. Well, I yeah. apologise for our previous pod- podcast <laughs> end on it because I thought trauma bonding was where you sat down and you went. That's what this I thought a little to bit. Me. This happened to. We have our own trauma bond. It's a tie. We bonded over your trauma. Yeah, that's what we're doing. See, we're not very good with the terminology. We're bonding over our trauma. Yeah, we're bonding over trauma. So being able to sit down and talk about, oh, well, I went through this, so this is how we can help each other. We're like a little trauma crew. But no, there is actually a terminology called trauma bonding. Yeah. Trauma bond. And that's why... You, and it's and when when you understand that though when you actually think oh okay so it's not my fault I'm not just an idiot for putting up with this yeah yeah like I've literally been addicted physically mentally and emotionally mm-hmm. yeah and like mm. as well being addicted to that in, in a sense of like it's in, addicted to the comfort and the discomfort which yeah. is a very strange feeling but yeah, yeah identifying that yeah it's not your fault it's not a rational thought. Yeah, it's exactly. something it's like, inside that think, you need to disconnect from. If you went to yeah. somebody's house, like a, a potential boyfriend's house, and they punched you in the face and said you're ugly, I did. Did, you would not go back, would you? No, you wouldn't. Not so the first time. That did happen to me, to be fair. But the first time. Yeah, we, 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 we were playing a drinking game, oh, and okay. he called me his ex girlfriend's name, and he choked me out. Yeah. What? Yeah, full on. My sister had to bring the police, and they kicked, had to kick my down my door. And he well, you didn't yeah. go back, though, did you? Well, yeah, we, we, we were table for 13 years after that. Oh, what was that? <laughs> for fuck's sake. <laughs> <laughs> but. I think I was like really in a bad place. My, like, I thought yeah. I mean, he was drunk yeah. and I thought he was yeah, drunk. Yeah, you made excuses was, for him. Yeah, I yeah. thought he was drunk and it was just a one-off thing. So I thought, okay, well, firstly, yeah, I'm no not his ex-girlfriend. Like that, yeah. Normally, yeah. There's there. a house full of people and he started shouting his ex-girlfriend's name, <laughs> me. and then, yeah, he she lost his shit. So I thought, oh no, he had wow. unresolved trauma or I thought yeah. it might be a one-off. I've never seen him drunk yeah. before and he, was, he couldn't stand up. So I just assumed that. <laughs> That was a start. <laughs> yeah, like, that was like three weeks into it. I had met him and he'd done all the love bomb and I quite yeah. enjoyed that. But yeah. I don't. I, but I know what it is now. Do you love know what bomb I mean? Is great, I love it's it. Bullshit, though. It's bullshit, it but is. I love it. It's like when I look back and I go, okay, I thought I was like super in love with him and but it was I was soulmate. Well, actually, the person I was in love with doesn't even exist. No, it's a character. Fact. It's a character. It, yeah, it's an absolute character. I was just like, mm-hmm. I'm just depressed. I didn't want to be by myself. Yeah. When I got with this person. Yeah. And that's exactly what it was. Yeah. yeah. It was the bombing first, then afterwards, yeah, all that shit happened. And yeah. I still stayed with it because like, I told them on our podcasts, I make so many bullshit excuses for it. And that, that is a fact I did. Stayed way not, too it's long. Not, it's not, yeah. It's not you a rational did, thing, though, is it? But now surely you can realise why. Oh, like, yeah. You, you almost have no have no choice. Like, you're, you're, yeah. you're, fit, you're, body and that is addicted to it once yeah. you, if you can educate yourself though now and i do know the better. work then you know because it's like all one good saying oh i know i'm good enough but you've got to feel it yeah, yeah see, i don't it. always feel like i'm good enough but i sort of know different things though like i know how he behaves like i know the triggers now yeah. on certain behaviors like it'll be try and be nice or try and get his own way and when or like It'll just be a random conversation. It's like, oh, I won't have the kids this weekend, but I'll pop up next weekend. And I'm like, that's not your weekend. So he'll he'll not turn up, not see them, make out he's great, not do all this, call me every name under the sun, spend a whole week sending me vile abuse, telling me to die cancer, Mm -hmm. vile abuse messages. And then he'll think he'll try and turn up on the weekend that is not his. And when I'm like, no, 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 it's like, oh, you're trying to keep me away from my kids. Yeah, but a nice to shake and get anxiety, but okay, come over then. And now I'm like, I know 100%. It still does now sometimes with certain like things. But now I know, I'm like, you're just doing it on purpose. You're yeah. just, it's just a game to you yeah. and I'm never going to win. And instead of making myself sick and anxious and sitting there crying, wanting to punch myself in the face, because what have I done wrong? I haven't done anything wrong. This is just the way he is. And he's yeah. always going to be like that. So I had yeah. to just take myself out of the situation and be like, look, I know what he's like now so I can handle it better yeah. now. Yeah. And yeah. also like parent, you, you can't co-parent with someone like that. 100% you, you just can't. have to do your what own you do, yeah. parenting and just try and do the best you can. And you will never win with him. Never. You know, you can't win with somebody that plays no. that dirty and is prepared to use your kids. And, and then he's like, well, we can still get back together. No, we can't. <laughs> like, <laughs> no. Does he try and Absolutely love every not. now and then Oh, we well. still, every now and again, like, he'll send me abusive messages. I won't talk to him for a few days. Next thing, like, so when are you going to let me take you out? What the fuck are you on about? <laughs> and then he's like, oh, I'll come over this way and we'll have Chinese, me, you and the kids. And I'm like, no, that's not how it works. Yeah. But then he'd be like, you haven't seen your kids for how many weeks? You haven't turned up. 
And then all of a sudden you want to hang out. His thing is sometimes he wants to hang out with me, not his kids. I need to go. And yeah. I'm like, no, like, that's not how it's working. And then, yeah. It's so hard though. It's to be like, I'm not, I've been single for nearly four years. And people are like, why have you been single for that long? And I think because I'm just healing. And he'll be like, well, I'm not surprised how ugly she is. And you, you, you're surprised you're fucking, she's ugly as fuck. Why, why would you get with someone? And then I always think, oh my God, maybe it's true, mate. Do you know it's what I mean? It's not true. So I'm trying to get my drink like. So it's, it's one true. of them ones. No, it's definitely not true. You're beautiful inside and out. I tell you what, the most beautiful, loving people are people that get with people like that because they're yeah. the people that will put up with them. I know. There oh, are the people that will give the excuse and be like, oh, it's because he's childhood he's trauma. Tar- yeah, childhood oh, trauma. I he's tired. Them, I can this, I can that. I am such a fixer. Yeah, me I too. think every person, like, I want to say not every per- person I've been out with, in case I'm watching, <laughs> but some <laughs> of the people, you know who you are, you definitely was there to fix you. And, yeah. it, and it went wrong. It went wrong. Yeah. I ended up losing and ruining myself trying to fix that person. The worst part is, even when I do fix or half fix some of them, they go off on their little merry way and they're in a relationship a couple of days later. Yeah. I'm the one now left with all these unresolved yeah. feelings and traumas like hold on what yeah, the fuck exactly and that's why like not anymore put all that effort that you put into them into, into myself like, into now. yourself that's what I'm doing this fix year fix yourself and then fix my roots like what you want what you want to <laughs> do is, is find someone <laughs> is find someone that is growing and working on themselves that's as well. what I need like you're never going to find perfect oh I don't want perfect I just no, want perfect real be boring. I don't want perfect I just want someone that's real like just a real, 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 real life boy. love. Yeah, just be real. Just an honest, real Maybe person. Maybe we should do like this time next year podcast. Yeah, a little catch up, catch up. <laughs> this time next year. See, see, see where Joan's on this the time be, This time next year I'll be a millionaire, Rodney. Oh, mate, I wish. <laughs> I don't want to win the millionaire. I just want no, to be able to buy a house, joking. secure a house for my kids. That's it. Yeah. Especially them being special needs. If I could get, if I could buy my own house, have a little sensory den in there, I'd be oh, sound. Amazing. I'd give the rest of the money away. I wouldn't even care. Exactly. Just mm. need enough to buy a house. Yeah. To know what, whatever happens in my life, my kids' life, they've always got that. Yeah. Yeah, no matter what. Amazing. You've got security. That's definitely on the cards. Never though. had it. Yeah. So in sum, yeah. let's talk about the uh, tools that we're going to put into, we can tell people to put into place so I remember you saying like the meditations and stuff and is there any books that you've particularly read that you found that were really like um, good The Body Keeps Score oh okay so yeah. I've not heard of that one yeah. I'm like, that I might um, have to send that across to you and definitely I would put the, like the link to Caroline Storson's um, oh yeah, yeah, the, yeah. Kind of thing. I might have to have a look at that one. I'll, I'll send a few others. I'm more of a podcast person than a book. That's good. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Podcasts, there is a good book that I read. It's called The Emotional Toolkit. Yeah. It's really good, and it yeah. says you like when you feel certain ways, like like when I feel anxious. You might not be anxious. You could be down to like it's like a grid really, yeah. and you you try and find how you feel, and it comes up not just like if I'm shaking or whatever. It could be anxious, and it, I, I'm not very good at explaining things. But this this book is really good. Yeah. It goes through not just like anxious. It could be a hundred and one yeah, different yeah, feelings. Yeah, like anger yeah. is a second emotion, for example. Yeah, that's like, like a protector part. Yeah, um, and it's just like really getting to know yourself, like. Find out what your attachment styles are. Find out. Oh, yeah, that's your that attachment styles book, isn't there? That communication yeah. styles that's are. That's what I used to do. Work yeah. on what your childhood trauma is. Ma- my your my dad, nervous I think. system. My dad, Anyone can message me mm-hmm. and I'll send them like some stuff to do as well. All right, so we'll tag everything. Oh, we'll tag everything. We'll be dancing in Tesco while. Oh my God, that's what I just need someone to dance in Tesco. Yeah, that's, right. that's when I heard just that. Like, I was like, I said, I'll Tesco. dance in Tesco. Yeah, all Tesco, farm food anywhere. Poundland. Yeah. Wicked. Well, thank you both for today. And I will thank put the links all. below. And um, if anyone wants to send us a message, then please do so. I hope that everyone on the live enjoyed the, the live oh, stream. Yeah, 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 thank you, guys. Cheers. <laughs> oh, there's quite a few people watching. Hi, everyone. Hey. Hi, can you even see me in the corner? <laughs> Hi, guys. I'm oh, hello, sorry. God. But, yeah, thank you so much for today. And um, yeah, so as I say, we'll put some links below for a couple of like books and podcasts and um, also for the, the course that Jo went on learning her... What's it called? Somatic informed trauma coaching. Is there a shorthand for it? Somatic. Somatic? Somatic. Somatic trauma informed. And yeah, thank you very much for joining us today. Thank you. Thank you. Bye. Bye, Stuart Dunn.